Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies. Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron. As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner. Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs. Laugh and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful. By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community. Get your mind right. And enjoy this time designed just for you. Episode 107 of Atomic Habits. Farron promised that it was going to be satisfying. Oh, so satisfying. <laughs> and you're not wrong, Farron, because the fourth law is make it satisfying. That's so. <laughs> what kids love. They love to use that word. And have you seen, like, I think it's called Bored Panda on social media, and it always has, like, the paintings done in quick whatever, or the paint pours where they pour a bunch of different paints and it runs over the canvas, or the spin art. Yeah. And then my students, when we use shaving cream to like write they like to squeeze it through their hands and they go satisfying it really freaks me out wow they've heard it way too many times yeah you know to each their own yeah we want to make your habits satisfying yes that's (laughs) what we're talking about chapter 15 (laughs) the cardinal rule of behavior change right so that is what's immediately rewarded is repeated and what's immediately punished is avoided so isn't that that. the truth yeah we are i mean people say we're a microwave generation but that's that's been humans forever you kill a deer you get to eat the deer yum yeah you touch the fire you get burned ow you don't touch fire often do you right see yep so again it's that immediate that's just how our brains have been wired so there's that so again with the fourth law of be of behavior change being make it satisfying if you can immediately reward yourself, we're not saying go crazy. Like, every time I work out, I'm going to buy new shoes. That's a terrible idea. That's a lot of shoes. Yeah, where are you going to put those? And also your bank account is hurting. So that's not what we're saying. Yeah, I think that's the hardest part of this is finding creative ways to reward yourself. In the example, he gives a book in the example. If you're trying to really focus on, hey, maybe I do need to breathe. Like you were talking about Farron with the app. That reminds you to breathe. He talks about taking three deep breaths and smile. So if he was trying to break the bad habit of being angry and fuming and whatever, I'm going to take three deep breaths and smile. Because science says that when you're smiling, your brain doesn't know that it's fake or not. Same thing with laughing. Your brain doesn't know if it's fake or not. It just is like, oh, okay, go, endorphins, yay. So it'll kick back into the habit loop. So if you do struggle with raging out or whatever enneagram one nine eight somehow nine you you dismiss it but for ones and eights yikes breathing take three deep breaths smile and that's going to slowly over the course of time help calm you down faster yeah i like to use intrinsic rewards and free stuff (laughs) because you could find yourself um almost creating negative habits out of rewarding yourself for completing the good habits. So um, with the students that struggle with reading, I always love to point out all the things they're doing right. And then I remind them of one thing 
like in case they forget. Never frame it as an error or that they messed up. It's always all the things you're doing right in one reminder. Yeah. Even if they there were actually seven reminders that they needed. I try to keep that ratio right. uh, high to low. Yes. And then, um, you know, uh, it could be once I put the clothes away, I'm going to watch one episode of my favorite show. Yeah, the thing you have to do and then the reward. So, again, that's talking up, building upon what we spoke about earlier. And so just don't think that you have to go out and spend money or reward yourself with a bad habit later. Um, sticker charts. I know that's super teachery, but you could, you know, give yourself circles or stamps. Oh, you know what's really cute in the bullet journals? Have you ever seen where they make a grid and then mm-hmm. they color code, like, the feelings? I think that's coming yeah. up in the next chapter, though. Anyways... That's um, no, good. He talks about the paperclip method, and grown people use sticker charts. They just do something different, moving marbles over or adding. It was the so the example is the paperclip method. Every time it was this one successful um, sales rep, but he didn't start out that way. What he did was every day his job was to move thirty paperclips, and he moved a paperclip every time he made a cold call, and. He moved it over, and every day his job was to go back and forth between those paper clips. And over the course of time, he became the best sales rep, which led to more success in other places. So it can really be something as simple as that visual cue. Oh, man, I see a paper clip. I need to go make a sales call real quick. Whatever works for you. Yep. All right. Chapter 16. How to stick with good habits er day. Er day. Every day for translation. Could do this all day. Okay. So this is where he talks about the habit tracker, like you were mentioning earlier, Farron. So even if it's a, some, it doesn't have to be some fancy poster you hang on the wall. But it could be. It could be. If that's you, you do you, boo-boo. There's actually a free one. He gives the resource link in the book. So there's that. You can print you out one. You can make one. You can keep it in your daily calendar. Sure, you can put it on your phone, and you can just mark up the picture if you want. There's lots of ways to do it, so pick a way that works for you. In episode 61, we interviewed Rich and Amy Hampshire. They're part of our Switch on Your Brain uh, miniseries, and Rich talked about how he was able to get his mind right to where he could quit smokeless tobacco. And it was one of these like love-hate relationships he had with it. Then finally he decided to quit. Um, but the way he did it, he talked about every morning he had his big calendar and he and he prayed over it, like, God, give me the strength just to get through this one day. And he would write on the calendar. And then when he got home, he would be like, hey, cool, I did it. Yep. And who doesn't like to create a to-do list just so they can cross the thing off? One's, one's oh like that. Oh, my gosh. Six is like that. I love it, too, like, if I do something, nines. That wasn't on the to-do list. I will then go write it on the to-do list and then immediately cross it out. Well, extra is a bit of a stretch. Maybe I was avoiding the other things on the to-do list, but this too was was also was also good. Mm. But it looks like I got nothing done on my list, so I have to put it on there and cross it off. I see what you did there, Jacob. Now you know. It's extra, right? That's what you said. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Farron's doing extra. Yes. So, again, the power of... We are visual people. Again, he talks about cues all up in the book. So, if you have that calendar that you look at every morning, and it has you with an X over each day, you it's that subconscious reminder that you don't want to break the streak. You want to be able to put an X on that day for today. So, habit trackers. 
are very helpful. They increase the odds of you accomplishing um, the start of that habit to keep it going. A bit of word of caution here. He does say just because you can measure it might not mean you should. So we've used health a lot, but if your goal is to lose pounds and you're rewarding yourself when you lose a certain amount of weight, like numbers on the scale, that's that can get finicky. You might want to instead um, reward yourself at looking at, you know, your skin's improving because you're drinking more water. Your clothing just fits better because certain areas are tightening up. Um, instead of looking only judging your progress and your success by the number on the scale, because um, anyone that's been in that position, sometimes that number plateaus, but you could miss all the other great rewards you're getting from living a better, healthy lifestyle. So just word of caution, make sure you're setting yourself up for success and not disappointment. Remember the ice cube analogy. If you missed that, be sure to go check it out in the first episode of this mini series. But just be careful what you're measuring and what you're choosing to check off each day. No, Farron, we got to remember that we're humans. No. Yeah, and we do mess up sometimes. But the important thing to remember is get back on the bike. Don't miss twice. We had a saying in soccer when we were in college was no back-to-back losses. So, yes, you might mess up. But, man, that very next time you get to make that decision, vote the right way. Yep. And then that's a vote for the type of person you are, that you get back up. Mm -hmm. I'm a person who keeps trying. Yep. I don't let my mistakes... um, Define you. Yeah, that phrase. snap. Man, it's like I have half a brain and you have one and a half. (laughs) I don't think that's how that works. I think we just finish each other's... Sandwiches. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. Wow. Carry on. Chapter 17. How an accountability partner can change everything. Oh, man, that was a good segue. Look at us. We're talking about each other. Now it's about about each other. I mean, it's episode 107. Hopefully we had at least one good segue and here it is. (laughs) And here we are ruining it. (laughs) We're pointing and calling it. (laughs) Just talking about the segue ruined the segue. Ah, dang. Be cool, be cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. All right. Fourth law of behavior change. So instead of making it satisfying, you want to make it unsatisfying. I can't even imagine such a thing. (laughs) So I have an example. If you watch New Girl, Nick is trying to write and meet a deadline. And he has paid someone off of Craigslist to punch him in the face if by a certain time he hasn't written those pages. And it is very funny we're not saying pay someone on craigslist to punch you in the face that's what nick miller does and you're not <laughs> nick miller so don't do that. i had a friend once that was trying to be better about not overeating at restaurants so she would eat half her food you know till she was full um and then she would pour her water on her plate oh wow that is a way to do it yeah that definitely makes it unsatisfying that makes it very unsatisfying sometimes if i want chips what i've found is i really just want to chew on something so i'll get gum which i don't know that that's the most best alternative but when you have that minty flavor cheetos and mint doesn't taste good together no it sure doesn't and then even after you spit it out it takes forever for that to go away and so that's another way to make it unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. Same thing if you're craving some chocolate at the nighttime, go brush your teeth. Oh yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna wanna do it. And your teeth are cleaner. Hey. It's a win win. Yes. But accountability, we talk about it all the time. Community, 
a like-minded Christian community is one of the best things for you. Being in wise counsel, having someone not be afraid to be like, hey, are you doing the thing you said you'd do? And then calling you out on it. Yes, if you tell your friend, I need to be more financially smart, and so I am going to stop buying things, and I want you to hold me accountable. All of a sudden when I'm like, look at my cute new purse, and Brooke's all like, give me your new purse. (laughs) (laughs) Or you could say, oh, but I thought you were trying to save money. All of a sudden, buying a new purse and showing my friends is not as satisfying. Or I could be like, dang, Farron, that purse is so ugly, you should return it. Ouch. Hey, I really did buy, like, I'm upgrading. You bought? From a diaper bag. Oh, to backpack? Sort of thing. Nice. Yeah. I've been eyeballing it for about a year and a half, so I figure I must really want it. Okay. Watch out Enneagram 9 gift guide coming fall 2021. It is perfect for the, it's Mm. year round, but it looks the best in fall. Maybe we'll unveil it here. Yeah. Sounds good. Maybe not. (laughs) Ha ha. (laughs) You'll just have to wait. Isn't that so unsatisfying? Delayed gratification. Yeah. See how you don't want to follow along with that? You need to make it immediate, right? Yes. He also talks about, probably we could have mentioned this a couple chapters ago. I don't know. At some point he talks about how if you're trying to be a more fit person and your reward is eating poorly, then that those votes are in contrast to the person you want to be. So... There's that. Like you were saying, Farron, when I eat a healthy meal or when I go work out, it makes me want to eat a little bit healthier so I don't undo what I just did. So whatever you got to do to think about that. And I think it takes the right type of person for this. Mm -hmm. Um, But you could have an accountability partner that, you know, is calling you out or um, that vile. How does he say it? He says that costs you... um, It makes the cost of violating your promises public and painful. That's right. So some people can recover from that. You know, it's painful, but eventually they get over it. And then some people never do. One's still mm, thinking about it at 3 a.m. Yes. Yes. So I don't know that public call, calling people out in public, it won't work for me. There's a time and a place. There's a time and a place and a person and an instance for that. Because even if... The Enneagram 8's like, I don't care if you call me out, um, but not about that one thing. Or so, in front of In front of a specific person. Or right? my boss. Enneagram 3's in front of this circle. Yes. Yeah. So again, that that's why you have that group of people who can deliver the message in the way that it needs to be for your personality. And you also don't do this thinking this is what your friend wants. <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't volunteer somebody for this type of accountability. This is... You are asking someone to do this for you, not volunteering other people <laughs> to do that. Oh, wow. Farron, those are the four laws of creating good habits. Please go get the book. It has this chart, a printable, downloadable, and it gives you the exact web address from the book where you can go on the internet to get a chart. And it has the steps on how to build a good habit and how to break a bad habit. And I like how it breaks it down in outline form. So if you like that, ones and sixes, that might be the thing for you. Remember the first law was make it obvious. The second law, make it attractive. The third law, make it easy. The fourth law, make it satisfying. And then the inversions of the first law is to make it invisible. The inversion of the second law is make it unattractive. 
of the third law is make it difficult, and the fourth, make it unsatisfying. I do like that he has all of these uh, printables and downloadables and all the things. All the ubbles. Yes, all the ubbles. Uh, because I'll get to the end of a really good book, and it, if I don't write or journal about it or do some type of form of that, I forget all the, I just know it was a great mm -hmm. book. And they're like, well, tell me about it. And oh, it was awesome. Yeah. So definitely make sure that you are writing down what you're learning. You have better chances of retaining the information and putting it into action. Right. Also in this outline, it gives you the examples about the habit stacking and how to fill in the blank with different sentence stems that we've given y'all over the course of these episodes. So make sure you go check it out because you're going to want it. It will be a very useful tool for you. That's what we're here, providing the useful tools. Yes. Okay, we have one more episode of the book study portion, and then we'll get to our interviews. So tune in next week, and we're going to talk about how you can apply some advanced tactics and go from being merely good to being truly great. I feel like it's the black belt of this book. Yes, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. We help hardworking Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have more joyful lives. We love providing our Christian-based personal growth podcast to our listeners at no cost. If you are enjoying the content, please consider supporting our mission by donating to our Patreon. We're a small team creating the show for our community by researching, recording, and producing the episodes ourselves. Any amount is greatly appreciated. Your support will help offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you can receive exclusive access. For more details on specific membership tiers, visit our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com forward slash witty and gritty. We've included the link in the show notes.